Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello, I'm John Holmes. It's the The One Show show, the podcast that attaches itself to TV's The One Show, burrows into it and then bursts out through its chest. (laughs) (laughs) This week we are live at the London Podcast Festival and joining me on stage in front of a crowd of genuine One Show fans who didn't read the small print (laughs) are Mark Haynes, Angela Barnes and Laura Lee. We went on to a uh, chat, didn't we, with, uh, with Motsi Mabusi, right? So she was in, because she's written a book, obviously, and she's on Strictly. Uh, Is this the one with the best question ever? Go on. What inspired your autobiography? <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> and she still couldn't answer it. <laughs> I mean, this was what was what was interesting about this, right? <laughs> Apart from that, was that so Ronan? You got Ronan Keating, right? Who is the, who is you know parachuted in every now and again to do it. Now he's a regular presenter with Alex, and during this entire interview, Ronan normally they do it together, right? One starts the interview and they, they all join in. Ronan did not say a word mm. during this interview, right? To Motsey at all. I mean, nothing, right? He sat there and let Alex do it all. He did not even engage with the thing. And the only conclusion I can draw, right, is that Ronan Keating is racist. <laughs> <laughs> now, you, you, there might be a point when this goes out where lawyers get involved. Yeah. <laughs> but I've got proof. <laughs> so I, I googled, is Ronan Keating racist? <laughs> and, uh, no. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and I, and I, I mean, I'm not saying I found definitive evidence, but what I want to do for you is is uh, is quote from their song, which I didn't previously know they had. Uh, the boys' own hit, melting, melting pot. pot. <laughs> so, uh, are you about to ruin in, the in their defence? It was a cover. <laughs> yeah, but of screwdriver. Yeah. <laughs> Take a pinch of white man. (laughs) Wrap it up in black skin. Add a touch of blue blood. And a little bitty bit of red Indian boy. Oi, ay, ay. Curly black and kinky. Oriental sexy. (laughs) What? I should be singing this, you know. I'm going to stand up on the key change. What we need is a great big melting pot. Big enough to take the world and all it's got. 
and, yeah. years more. And, and the next line turning up coffee colour people by the score. Nice. There yeah. What the fuck am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had never answered that email. <laughs> this is what happened. Backstreet Boys, and you have to have poison. <laughs> In a minute, the, the one show show banners fall down. There's just there's some tasty flags behind. <laughs> so yeah, I'm just saying that Rona Keating did not talk to her. This why I just I'm just putting. I'm not saying anything. If anyone's listening, that's legal. Yeah. I'm just saying. He barely said anything in the entire interview apart from the links he was reading. Like, he was completely he disengaged with the whole. He didn't say anything. Shall we um, move on from race? Please. <laughs> uh, I mean, I talk about going to Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly what we're doing. That's exactly oh, what no. we're doing. Um, Jacqueline Wilson, the children's yeah. author, yeah. has rewritten Enid Blyton's The Faraway Tree. Um, it's it's already been written. Uh, I didn't really. I didn't know you could just go for my next book. I'm going to rewrite Bravo Two Zero by Andy. <laughs> it's now Bravo Two Zero by Mark Haynes. There's, there's some sexy bits in it now. Uh, I, I have taken out the word towel heads, which I believe was prominent within no, the book. doubled it. <laughs> <laughs> Forward by Rona Keating. <laughs> Uh, this is a little clip of um, uh, Jacqueline talking about rewriting that book. So good. When they said to you, um, Jacqueline, we'd like you to rewrite the book, that was a heck of a challenge you took on. It wasn't going to be a rewritten one. It was going to have my own children and my own magic lands. It's the same, but it's different. <laughs> it's, it's not a rewrite then, is it? That's a new book that's rewritten. Eh? <laughs> no, I, I mean, I don't usually like reboots. I was like, there's no point. But I do think. When a book is racist, it's all right to rewrite it, isn't it? I mean, it should be. I don't, but I don't know that the magic faraway tree is the, one of the racist No, ones, I don't think it's it? racist. I think the problem was it has characters genuinely called Fanny and Dick. <laughs> <laughs> Something has to be done. That's fine. <laughs> you snowflake. <laughs> I have to duck out of the chat at this point because I genuinely found myself in a different part of the house when this was playing. And I have no memory of stopping watching or wandering off. But one minute I was watching, and the next minute I was in the kitchen. <laughs> and then I thought that like, I should skip back and re-watch this so I can chat about it, and then uh, I can't. There's something my body was saving me from. Yes. So I'm really sorry, but I didn't watch this bit. Well, I've clipped <laughs> loads of it, because it'll make me laugh. <laughs> yeah. So here's Angela talking a little bit more about the, the problems with the original book. These days, Enid Blyton is often seen as outdated with accusations of gender stereotyping and even racism. <gasps> the way she says that, <laughs> it has accusations. Enid Blyton's accused even racism. And it seemed to me a little bit like they were going, you can't just say it's racist. Angela was like, I'm not going that far. But there are people who say it's racist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah, got to why, acknowledge it. Yeah. Why is Angela here now? There's absolutely no reason because, for <laughs> Because she's the new Prime Minister. <laughs> <laughs> they're bringing back racist books. <laughs> well, I, think, I mean, she's Angela, I'm Angela. I think when they find a reporter, they just work their way down the alphabet. <laughs> and if someone beginning with A says yes, you're on. Okay. <laughs> Which is more or less how we booked you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I like the line when she said, I've, you know, I've rewritten it um, for my own children and my own magic lands. Mm. You know, which is, I think was Prince Andrew's defence. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, she, I mean, they do talk about some of the things in the book that are inappropriate. Yeah. You know, there's the, the sort of um, 
the, the famous bit, of course, is when Dick and Fanny openly celebrate Hitler for his expansionist plans. <laughs> um, that had to go. Uh, the sign, no blacks, no Irish, no pixies. That was a big Ronan one. Ronan loved it. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, it's worth saying at the end of this, Angela Rippon wrapped up by saying, and I hope everybody who reads this finds their own magic faraway tree. It's like, have, have you lost your marbles? What out is that? The line before that, she says, I hope all the children watching this go into the woods. Don't tell children to go into the woods. <laughs> it's a really bad idea, Angela. There is a little bit more because I did, I did love this. The, further, the, more, the longer this little bit went on, yeah, did, the more yeah. you could see both of them were thinking, I don't know what we're doing. I don't, I don't know what the thrust of this piece is supposed to be. By the time they end up out in the garden looking at a tree, you <laughs> Oh, it's slightly gone off the rails. I think the actual Blighton books that are being published now have been very sensitively, um, not censored, but there are some things that are inappropriate. Jacqueline wrote the entirety of her version of The Magic Faraway Tree during lockdown, spending many days writing it in her garden shed. I've always loved the idea of writers having sheds. Virginia Woolf had a shed. Roald Dahl had a shed. In my head, or suddenly getting an idea, I keep a notebook in here and pen and can just scribble away. What is the story actually about? It's about children who are at the edge of a wood that is called by everyone the enchanted wood. They discover this enormous faraway tree. It goes right up to the clouds and various magical folk live in little houses all the way up the tree. Jacqueline, you have many wonderful trees. <laughs> this one is almost the perfect kind of far away tree that any child could find and it's got all these sort of naughty bits yeah. and you could just imagine it could be a window and an angry pixie could <laughs> sort of... off you go to the kitchen Laura I don't want to be here firstly Jacqueline Wilson's garden is the size of Kent <laughs> it's massive her shed's bigger than my flat <laughs> They all have the sheds, don't they? Virginia Woolf had a shed in which to write. Roald Dahl had a shed in which to be anti-Semitic. It's like, well, and it's not even a shed, is it? That's not a, sh a shed. It's where you keep the yeah. lawnmower. Yeah. That's not a shed. My favourite bit about that is the two of them standing in front of that tree going, I mean, you could imagine pixies and you just want someone to walk into shop and just go, all right then, back inside. <laughs> <laughs> They're coming out, they're pulling, yeah. Yes, there is, yeah. yeah. Oh, liquid cost time. Oh. You know what they said, she said about the naughty bit in the tree? Genuinely, the subtitle said it was a naughty bit in the tree. <laughs> One of them really was. Really You're was. absolutely right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, agenda stereotyping and race. Ronan Keating, honestly, laps. His favourite book, by the way, is Five Go on a Racially Motivated Attack. <laughs> Lawyers. Yeah. <laughs> I actually, for the first time in my life, I had a line I was going to say, and I decided not to say it. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? I'm really proud of myself there. It's all I can think of now. already said it. <laughs> <laughs> um, they did have another guest on, on this. They Leslie. went back to Leslie. Uh, and she began telling us about her new film yes. as well, which yes. is, uh, uh, it's, I think they, they do name the title here, but just in case they don't, it's called Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris. 
Well, it wasn't that nice. Lovely. Thank you, Angela and Jacqueline. And Jacqueline's book, The Magic Faraway Tree, A New Adventure, is out now. And Leslie, your new film, Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris. <laughs> is there ever been a better film title? It's good, isn't it? Brilliant. Brilliant. It's also based on a book. Yeah. Now, tell us about Mrs. Harris. What does she do in Paris? <laughs> <laughs> now, for a start, yes, there have been better film titles. <laughs> Texas Chainsaw Massacre, yeah. The Cook, The Thief, His Wife and Her Lover, Two Girls, One Cup. They are all better titles than Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris. I mean, this was the, the most transparent puff piece yeah. oh, I think you've oh, yeah. ever seen. This was like a live action replay of the Ian McKellen in Extras bit. <laughs> like, where they asked her like, but, but you played another role five years ago that was also a woman in a hat was was that difficult to do both and it was different things and you can see the poor woman just sat there like oh what i did was um when i was in one film i i read the script for that film <laughs> and when i was in the other one i i i did that film <laughs> the, the actual sort of plot is about a an east end cleaner who wants to buy a Christian Dior dress. Yeah. Um, that sounds to me like when there's a film about the making of a bad film, <laughs> that would be the bad film that's being made. Um, I, I sort of, I felt it was, everyone was tittering a bit as well. And the big sort of like joke that everyone had in that was, imagine someone poor aspiring to something beautiful. Um, <laughs> again, failed my audition for the one show. <laughs> Terrible moment. Um, but there's a line that Leslie Manville said, which I, I, I properly screamed. I could, I could hear a scream, and I realised it was coming from me. Um, and it was this bit here, where she, uh, she just talks about um, uh, the, sort of the basis of the film. And the next thing she knows, she's on a plane to Paris. But she honestly thinks she can go to Paris, pick up the dress off the rail and come home. She's got no idea about the whole high couture protocol and all of that. So it's, it's an adventure. It's funny. It's the soothing balm of a film that we need at the moment. Absolutely. Yeah. I've, I've long said the most soothing balm would be a film, a classic comedy, about people not being aware of the protocols of French. <laughs> it's like a new Mr. Fucking Bean, isn't it? <laughs> I was annoyed because when it came out, I thought, I had no idea about the protocols yeah. of Ice Puff. If I wanted a Christian Dior dress, which let me tell you, I do. <laughs> I am amazed that I can't just go and buy it. There are protocols. Yeah. And these protocols are so well known, John. We know them so well that they are ripe for parody. Uh, a soothing balm. She also talked about, which I thought was really interesting, because she was talking about, and they said, did you identify with, with, with this? And she said, yes, because I, I have working class bones, she said. Mm. I'm from Brighton. And then you go, then you you think about it, you go, yeah, you're working us bones. Took you on holiday to Mystique with David yeah. <laughs> and Princess Margaret yeah. and Mick Jagger. The, the other thing that Leslie Manville did, which was, and I've got to confess, I, I'm not really particularly aware of Leslie Manville. She's one of those people who I recognise the name, but I didn't. I wouldn't have been able to say what, what she'd done or what followed her career. But she did uh, a little bit, which is the thing I hate the most, which is where actors 
are very much keen to make, they make it known <laughs> that they are better writers than Yo, any writer. Yes, 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 Call Lammy Lover Dad! <laughs> <laughs> oh! It she was amazing. said, Golden Betty! Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh. Oh, oh, don't worry, I clipped the fuck out of <laughs> And because you were sort of familiar with Mrs. Harris or the mm. type of character, you'd add in your own ad libs, wouldn't you? A lot into the script. Yeah, I remember, oh. I remember when I was a kid, people, people didn't swear so much, I don't think, but they would say, Gordon Bennett. <laughs> and I thought, I'm going to use this. And, 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 and all the bits when Ada's watching the fashion show, you know, nothing was scripted. So, you know, she, she's going to go, oh, oh, look at that, you know, all of it. So I just was ad-libbing like mad, because why wouldn't you? And also... Why wouldn't you? Because <laughs> Oh, on the basis of that, it will be shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, 90 minutes. Oh, oh yeah. Gordon Bennett. Yeah. Oh, oh. Mrs. Ooer goes to what? Also, sorry, this idea that working class people from the East End of London don't swear really needs to have met my mum. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck me, she had the mouth of a docker, my <laughs> I'd have preferred to see your nan going to that. <laughs> that great. You don't need a script, you just film it. You just, they just oh, say any old brilliant. shit. Where am I going? <laughs> I, I was ad-libbing like man. Oh, Come on. Absolutely. And also, because when she asked her about that, because you ad-libbed quite a lot, the only way that, that Alex Jones knew that she ad-libbed is because she must have told her she did. Yeah. yeah. Beforehand. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, they did not. in this show, actually. They forward, they threw forward to later on, Leslie will be telling us about yeah. what it's like ad-libbing, yeah. being shit at it. <laughs> they, they, they've been through the whole thing. I mean, you knew you were going to have to ad-lib. Yeah. Wouldn't you have thought about it a little bit in advance if you weren't very good at ad-libbing? <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. 
But there was a nice, um, the nice movement move on here, wasn't there? Where, where now this was really weird, right? And again, I'm not saying this is the most racist one show that's ever been broadcast, <laughs> but I've got more evidence, <laughs> right? Because Alex said, uh, you may have been questioning why the UK has turned orange. <laughs> and we're not talking fake tan. The director then cuts to Motsi, mm. right? In just a fake town, and she goes, mm, and it just cuts to the black woman. And you go, what, is that, what are you doing? It's really Alan, weird. Over the past few weeks, people have been questioning why the UK's turned orange. Are we not talking <laughs> fake town? <laughs> <We're to> <laughs> what? A wide shot would have worked. What are you doing? Also, I'm really pleased that I cut out before they mentioned Strictly. That is really dishonest. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, like, the joke is obvious. <laughs> but then they went on to trees. They're completely, they, they weren't talking about Strictly, they were talking about trees. Yeah, yeah they and were. fake autumn. False autumn. This yeah. is the thing where there's not been enough rain, so all of the leaves have turned red and fallen off the trees. But isn't... It is autumn, though. It is. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. Did you go to the kitchen again? <laughs> I was so confused in this bit because my, my senses were there going like, oh no, the world's over, but it's all right because there's all these spare boats, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> Tides are rising because it turns out there's three boats each if we just go and get them. <laughs> but, but then I, I, so this isn't from this week and now I'm here, I'm sorry. Well, it's only last week, so you are right. Right, so yeah, it's yeah, yeah. September, what are you talking about? <laughs> Leave the trees alone. This was, um, so it's stressed trees. So they had all of these shots, right, of, of people um, walking around parks, brown grass, you know, all that stuff, didn't they? They were quite obsessed with it, yeah. talking about why it's happened and everything else, and they had a couple of people on. But what was, it, what was really weird about it was this. Laura Layfield... Well, who's this lady now? That's Laura Layfield. <laughs> There's too many presenters. <laughs> I do love that. I see what you've done, though, because the two reporters are called yeah. Angela and Laura. Oh, there you go. Synergy. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Now I know why we got I, the email. I emailed them first. <laughs> How many of the people watching the one show, though, know that that isn't Alex? <laughs> That's a fair point. It's very hard to see beyond the ventilator. <laughs> <laughs> but what I liked about this, the whole premise was about false autumn and, and everything losing its colour, <laughs> right? And, and she's just trolling <laughs> <laughs> with that dress. So like, what are you doing that for? <laughs> I tell you, she is brilliant because she isn't very tall, okay? And the brilliant thing I about this... I will not this, hear a word about this. <laughs> <laughs> the director of this piece chose to film a bit where she met a much older, much taller man and it looked like fucking crime watch. <laughs> 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 I mean, you're gonna, we're going to need to explain that for listeners. Yeah. I mean, that's... Uh... If that was you in the park about 4.30 <laughs> on a Saturday afternoon, we do need to hear from you. A reminder? <laughs> He's in his 50s or 60s. He's white hair, wearing a black, uh, black trousers and black shoes. Cut your shirt, 
And D.I. Barnes, I mean, this man isn't necessarily the murderer. He may have been in the park for entirely innocent reasons, but, but we do need to eliminate him. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I did actually, just a quick bit before I go back, Laura. I actually went onto YouTube to find old crime watches to see what they say when they get those. I mean, I mean come on, 14 years old. That poor Amy. And the episode I watched had a, a bit where a man had been attacked on a canal towpath by a bloke and he was wearing a hoodie. Yep. And this is from about 1985. And they said the, the, the assailant, we don't have a very good likeness of him. They said, but he did have a dog with him. So what they did was they got the, uh, the sort of like suspect illustrator, the suspect painter, to do a suspect picture of the dog. This, bear in mind, this is real and went out on BBC One. <laughs> Oh, I mean, just amazing. We're gonna, have, we're gonna have to put that in the podcast feed for people. Because that is spectacular. All joking aside, if anyone does recognise that <laughs> from 1985. <laughs> <laughs> my, my uncle was an actor, right? And he was in an episode of Crime Watch. This would have been in the 80s, and, and it, it was awful because it was. Um, <laughs> I shouldn't laugh, but he was playing a rapist in a reconstruction <laughs> And it just hadn't occurred to him that he lived near where it happened. <laughs> so everywhere we went, people were just like phoning the police. <laughs> we do need to eliminate that. <laughs> uh, what was good about this is, well, Moxie did speak for a long time about Strictly, and at the time they didn't have any idea that that would be cancelled. That would also, yeah. what a waste of everyone's time that turned out to be. Do you want to move on to the next show? I do show? want to move on to the next show. So this, this was, this was uh, Alex and Ronan again. He's getting two bites of the one show cherry this week. Um, and this was a really odd show. <laughs> I mean, like they're all not. Um, so Louis Tomlinson, off of One Direction, was on. Um, and which is odd already because I, I, there was a big thing at the beginning about how many followers he's got. Mm. You know, they had to sort of say, oh, Louis Tomlinson, he's got 36 million followers. So if the one show's not going to trend tonight, you know, we're doing something wrong. And, yeah. I, and, and Rona Kitty was saying this all with gritted teeth, wasn't he? <laughs> uh, and I looked up, Rona Kitty's got 489,000, which is not bad. Yeah. But it ain't 36 million. Well, is it? I checked Louis Tomlinson's thing, and they kept mentioning his Twitter feed. And I noticed there was a tweet by Matt Allwright that said, Louis, Louis, Louis what's his name, is one of the nicest people I've ever met. Yeah. And Louis Tomlinson did not tweet about this appearance. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, that's what they wanted for those yeah, 36 they minutes. Really did. So they were like, we are definitely going to, if we don't trend tonight, what yeah. are we? <laughs> Let me tell you, the number one trend by the end of the day, very different from Rottweiler Road. <laughs> the Queen, King Charles, <laughs> mourning, <laughs> grieving. Absolutely a disaster for them. The this beginning is, of this episode. Yeah, I was, I was about to say, John, this is actually the last episode of the one show yeah. that Her Majesty possibly watched yeah. 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 what I mean you know dieting her spaghetti hoops out of Tupperware yeah. watching the watch this is where she went uh, this is what killed her I, she was eating the hoops she watched this for 10 minutes the fork was in the neck <laughs> so this the beginning of this program where I don't know what happened it's like I, first my first thought was the autocue had broken yeah. but actually I think what happened Alex Jones had broken <laughs> because she's talking to me Tomlinson now within the chat 
right? And you said this, Laura. There was so much to talk about because he, he's a new, yeah. he's an uncle. He's got a new nephew. Yeah. He's got a single. He's got a tour. He's done like the biggest worldwide tour ever. Yeah. And they ask him questions about both of them, and they just go, "So you're on your biggest worldwide tour ever?" And he goes, "Yeah, I am." <laughs> and and you've just had personal news. You've you're a tiny baby, the miracle of life. Right, in a minute, what we're going to be talking about. <laughs> <laughs> it's but, just, have you Alex no follow-up questions on anything? But she stopped anything? working. She, she sort of shut down. It was like she looked at the wrong camera. She was looking yeah. at the wrong camera, which she never does. She's, you know, she's a professional. But she got the camera wrong, and it, I think something had gone wrong. Mm. There was no water key. So she was, trying, she was trying to fill. But all she could say when he said he had... He got a new nephew or whatever. She just went, lovely, 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 lovely. Lovely, lovely, the four of us. We've been doing this for a while. We haven't had a moment where we've gone, oh, that was three seconds of just silence and all of us looking at the floor. <laughs> <laughs> the one show delivered that. <laughs> I say congratulations and hopefully you'll get to spend a little bit more time with your nephew because you've become an uncle of you. Yeah, which is amazing. First time uncle. Um, yeah, I went and saw him and me uh, and my sister maybe about... I want to say two weeks ago now, that was lovely. Don't oh, nice. Nice. Lovely. Very nice. Lovely, lovely. lovely. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, we're looking forward, aren't we? Yes, we are indeed. Talking about your new music shortly. And uh, Louis, as we said, you've got 36 million Twitter followers, and I think every single one has sent in a question. Nice. <laughs> so, you know, we'll try and get through as many as possible, but there are tons of them. Yes. Broken the internet. That's what they've done. <laughs> but first, it's Watchdog with Matt and you kick off tonight with Jill and Dale and <laughs> I'm not saying I'm out of touch, right? He's got 36 million followers. Yeah. Yet, I would have bet my grandma before he opened his mouth that he was Irish. <laughs> I just thought, I, I did, yeah. like one of the most famous boys in the country, and I don't think I've ever heard him speak no, before. No. He had horrible little eyes, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> like, a, like a fraudster. They looked, oh, they looked in one direction. Oh, <laughs> the, the thing is, though, as a Boyzone fan, watching Ronan, like, interview... A, it's like there's a point where Ronan's watching, and it's like he's holding his own leg back from going and kicking him to death. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's really yeah. painful to watch someone watch previous them. So, so, uh, so Louis, how many videos have you had out here? None, none. I had fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> you know? What do you fucking think of that? When they are asking the questions that have been sent in, right? They, like they say, oh, we've got, we've got They've all sent questions. There's so many questions to get through. So then, why do they abandon those to ask their own stupid oh. fucking questions? Louis had to sit through ten minutes of Matt Allwright explaining what possibly could happen this with the energy. Happened with the energy. Yeah. Oh Not knowing Absolutely before it came out. I've yeah. never seen a, a, a person look so. There was a wide shot of them. So Matt Allwright's banging on. First of all, he bangs on like dentistry. Yeah. Right. Because um, there's something to do with cosmetic dentist. This is that. So they didn't. Is this the next clip? They yep. didn't give a, a warning for this on the one show, right? This is on at seven o'clock when the Queen is eating her boots. <laughs> yeah. right? and, and I, and I d d recoiled from the screen, yeah, just it watching horrible. it, right? And you go, you should have warned us about this. Yeah, I mean, so should we. I mean, we're at the show. Exactly. screen. But, but because we're, you know, we are, we are better than the one show, <laughs> I'm warning you now, there is a shot coming up that will make you lose your hoops. Can I just <laughs> ask, though, before we show this, is I, I'm not a regular watcher, is he always in that, like, mad red cage? <laughs> yeah. because, like, I was just watching a normal show, and obviously the first episode hadn't had this 
furious man in a red <laughs> And then suddenly it's like he's off to one side of the studio, boiled up like a Marvel buddy, just dropping <laughs> in, in a bright red padded room. Oh, yeah. It was like, I, what was happening? When, when did the one show swallow up Watchdog? I missed that. Yeah. Oh, that happened. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, is that yeah. just what's going to happen yeah. to the BBC? Is it <laughs> all the big shows are going to swallow up the smallest? Eventually it'll just be strictly with everything else in it. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Uh, this is, uh, I mean, this is vintage one show. <laughs> and does now, we've spoken to some customers who did manage to get an appointment here at the headquarters on Harley Street, but the whole process left a nasty taste in their mouths. <laughs> Even after they've rinsed. Right, I've got. Finance I'm really angry about this. Finance manager Cherry Cross paid just over oh, one thousand five hundred pounds for composite bonding in October 2020. Spending that amount of money when you're a single mum isn't something you do lightly, anyway. But I think it was within a day or two, I just felt <laughs> something in my mouth here, and it was the bonding off one of the teeth had come off. The repair gets done. Yes. What happens next? My gums started to bleed. <laughs> While you're brushing your teeth, you've got blood splattered on the bowl. And they just said I needed to brush my teeth or floss them better. <laughs> but what was... They, they underscored it with horror film. <laughs> what did you say a bit before that, when they showed all the dental instruments in black and white? <laughs> if you weren't scared of the dentist before, you will be like now. A, like a David Cronenberg film, it was wasn't so it? so like, dark. Just, my favourite is Matt Allwright, clearly sent the director. Can you just put a shot of me in? So when she says, um, as a single mum, <laughs> cut back to me going... Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so awful. So awful. It was just... Oh, as you said, it was textbook. I mean, Louis Tomlinson was enjoying it. Though, okay. <laughs> Watching a woman's bleeding teeth. Oh my god. Look at this, he's just like, fuck it. He is, no, he is the brilliant. first pop star I've ever had come on television that turned me into like a 1950s army major. <laughs> where he was there and I was, I was seething. Sit up straight, you know, brush your hair. You know, start looking excited. You're on television. Absolutely furious. The questions they asked him, I wrote down his answers. Yeah. Um, yeah. Would you, will you be playing guitar on your next tour? Oh, yeah. Maybe. <laughs> How's your songwriting changed over the years? Well, maybe I'm older, more maturity in the writing. Uh, what's, the, what's the thing behind your album, which is called Faith in the Future? I just had this weird connection with the phrase. Because, <laughs> I mean, 36 million people following. This uncharismatic... He needs national service. That's <laughs> what he needs. He needs to get a haircut and he needs to see action in Korea. <laughs> so angry. They read out a tweet from someone and the tweet was just, um, thanks for having him on. Um, uh, uh, Louis, you've saved our lives. Yeah. And they were just like, yeah, we'll just read that, no context. <laughs> you know? But that's also Ronan couldn't move on quick enough from. Uh, was yes. it Alex? Yeah. They went like, you've saved our lives. And she went, 
Bob, what's your favourite colour? <laughs> <laughs> like, if they had all these thousands of questions, why did they pick the shittest ones to ask yeah. it? And then at the end, like right at the end of the show, it was really mad where Ronnie Keaton just goes, Are you gonna make any more music videos? And he's like, Yes. Yeah. yeah. What was that? The show, like, that's <laughs> the end of the show. <laughs> that was the end of the show. Yeah. Oh, what music videos? videos. What? Yeah, they go to a company, the music company. Yeah. Yeah. Just checking. Of course I have. Just to have you haven't made yeah. as many as me. Yeah. <laughs> are, are, are you gonna sign more? contracts as the years go by. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm gonna buy more clothes to wear on stage. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Also, as you, you guys are aficionados of the show and we're not, yeah. obviously. Um, when, at this section when they've got, like, uh, they are talking to Matt Albright about all the dentistry yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, And every time they ask him something, he goes, that's a good question. <laughs> Has he ever gone, that's a fucking stupid <laughs> Why are you asking me that anymore? Well, the, the weird thing about it, it's so scripted because they, they have to sort of, with Watchdog, they have to sort of stray into politics a bit, right? Which the one show absolutely will steer clear <laughs> off to any degree at all. So you've got, so what happens is they talk about the cost of living crisis and he has to talk about that. Once again, I think actually this still is from the cost of living crisis chat mm. so you can see how worried Louis is about it <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and, and, he, and, and there's a, a whole thing where he, he said um, what did he say he said something like uh, there's there's a cost of living crisis and we don't know what's going to happen and Alex all she can do because of politics she just said well it would be nice to have a little bit of clarity yeah, yeah. that's Wait. all that's as far as they can go yeah that's the, the opening got. of both shows was things about um, so Liz Truss new prime minister there's yeah. a woman called Liz Truss on Twitter she's got the Liz Truss oh, yeah, hand yeah, yeah. and so she, she heard from the uh, the prime minister of Sweden yeah. okay so let's carry on <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but gave rise to what I think was an ad-lib and it was incredible because they cut to this angry dad and he's in the cage and and the shot like swoops up from the floor to him and he just goes I'm also from Reading <laughs> and the camera just rises up like Reading's the next thing Wilbur if, you, if you're the first time zooming in on this show that bit I was like Oh my God, abolish the BBC. <laughs> I've been defending it left, right and centre, but no. Matt was, uh, Matt was in with his poetry again. Matt loves a rhyming couplet, wow. right? And he's, he, this is a regular thing that he does and he absolutely adores it, doesn't he? He's, and, and, and this one where they, he talked about a scam. So a, wo- he talked about a, a woman yeah. who'd taken a taxi to a bank, right? But told the taxi driver to nail uh, <laughs> what was going on? She said, oh, I'm going to the bank, so I'm going to swap some, swap some money into a different account because I'm going to. This is what I've been asked to do. And the, the taxi driver, Naya, Matt says he's, he, he, he thinks oh, this is suspicious. So he goes into the bank for <laughs> her and tells them the story. And it turns out, of course, it's a scam. And, and Naya was was right. I mean, obviously, Naya cleared out her account. Yeah, I've made, I've made off with all her money. You have to take commission. Yeah, but but Matt went Naya Naya scam slayer. <laughs> yeah, prime time BBC One. Abolish the BBC. Uh, uh, you uh, you were quite obsessed with uh, Jim Moyer stroke Vic Reeves's I really was birding yeah. video. I really was. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. I this was this was an odd one. Now I know they're like wildlife and what they've done is hit the holy grail here of wildlife films because um, we, we've seen this before on the one you know so many boring just boring shots of birds <laughs> flying about well yeah that's going to fill five minutes but this one they go oh no it's right because Vic Reeves is involved uh, under his other name yeah. <laughs> so we'll get him and his wife now the thing with I got obsessed with was the fact that his wife Nancy 
right? Um, they, they set it up like, this is what they do together. It's their, <laughs> cu- it's their couple's hobby. And she clearly couldn't give a fuck. <laughs> about Today, birds. we're mainly going to be using our eyes to find the birds. And I've brought along some of my paintings to help clue Nancy in. Right, well, here's some of the birds. Hopefully we'll see today. Snipe. They're in my top five. Marsh Harrier. Check out the wingspan. Um, I'm hoping we see a shorty dog, because they come out in the day. Enough gazing at my paintings. Yeah. Let's get out and gaze at the real thing. Binoculars. Check. Eyes. Check. One good ear. One good ear. Let's do it. But I'm too hot. We've overdressed on this Yeah, I know, but we do look good in this tweed. We're heading to one of my favourite hides. Over by the reed beds. <laughs> this looks really good. It's quite lively, isn't it? Yeah, really lively. See that little island? Yeah. You see on that yes. two avocets. Oh, I see. She couldn't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's obviously a hide that Vic Reeves goes to, right? Yeah, she yeah. doesn't. She's I would have loved there. it if the woman yeah. that he usually meets there turned up. spine on her. I mean, I, I love Jim Boyer. I'm a man of a certain age, and he was a very, very important influence to me. But as soon as I was watching this, I was thinking, ah, oh, do you know what this is? This is gone birding isn't it? This yeah. is the counterpoint to Gone Fishing with, with Bob Watson. Well, yeah. That he probably has tried to it's get off pitch. the ground a yeah, bit, yeah, yeah. and it's ended up being five minutes on the one show. <laughs> and they're not going to go, yeah, do your Vicisms, you know. He's going to have put loads in, and they're just going to yeah. have gone, make sure you've got a shot of them walking into the hide yeah. silently. Yeah. You know, <laughs> bird watching may well be fun to do in real life. No, it's I mean, <laughs> it seems a stretch. But, <laughs> but the problem with bird watching on television is on television, I can see all the animals and so to see some like black and white birds I'm a bit like I've seen fucking polar bears yeah. you know, this it's is not, not going to do it wasn't exactly frozen planet too was it? no but they, they had this obsession with the short-eared owl right yes which I'm glad I finally worked out what that was because the subtitles told me it was a shorty dowel <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what a shorty dowel was I thought that was some type but, but they That's obviously Andy McDowell is your girlfriend <laughs> they'd obviously filmed that bird first yeah and then gone, like, now talk now about it. Now dance about the owl. It was the moment that I realised that she wasn't interested at all and this was just him trying to sell it. Exactly. Mm. And go, oh, Nancy will be interested. I mean, she wasn't really dressed for bird. I don't know what you wear for bird watching. <laughs> no, what neither of them were wearing, I think. She got big CND earrings on <laughs> for some reason. And then she just went, oh, snipe, that's in my top five birds. <laughs> no, it isn't. <laughs> it's not, is it? What was nice is we got to the end of that, they had the time for another couple of questions for Louis. Uh, so we had those. Right, yeah. yeah. Um, what do you eat at shows? At 70% of the shows, I eat pasta. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you have any pre-show superstitions? No. <laughs> and what's the difference between being in a band like One Direction and now being a solo artist? And he did quite a long, impassioned chat about how he no longer had to split the credit five ways. <laughs> and that now he's a solo performer, he gets all the credit. <laughs> what an arrogant, horrible young man. <laughs> and that is where we must draw a discreet veil over this week's episode and bid you, dear listener, farewell from our live show at the London Podcast Festival. Big huge thanks to Mark Haynes, Angela Barnes and Laura Lex. As you leave the building at time of recording, do remember that there is a queue outside <laughs> snaking around London full of people waiting for days to see a dead lady 
clutching Pringle tubes full of their own shit. <laughs> and that is still preferable to watching just one minute of the watch. <laughs> but while you're remembering that, remember this and remember it well. When you look at the television to look at the one show, the one show also looks back into you. <laughs> Goodbye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.